Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Once in a Lifetime, the podcast where we talk about lifetime movies. This week, we watched the psychological thriller. (laughs) He's out to get you. (laughs) I picked this because in the description, it reminded me of the story from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark about the girl in the hotel with her sick mom, and she goes out to get medicine, and then when she comes back, her mom is gone, and the hotel is completely changed, and everyone's like, what? You've never been to this hotel. <laughs> That's why I wanted to watch this, and it was kind of basically that exact same thing. Um, except not good. <laughs> no, except not good. This actress was not good not good at all um yeah so i looked up all the actors and she's been in stuff like entourage and the oc oh like and stuff the mentalist yeah now correct me if i am wrong i did not uh no research on this (laughs) the lady who plays megan's doctor at the that's the chick from evil doctor right that's our sexy lesbian producer okay yeah good good now i thought that the sheriff also looked familiar and i looked him up and he is from something very very big in culture at a certain point in time that i have never seen so i don't know why i thought he looked familiar what what he's a coach in high school musical one two and three Oh, wow. So I assume a lot of people that are like 10 years younger than us know this man. Yeah. They're like, oh, coach. Yeah. When I think of coach, I think of Craig T. Nelson. That's who (laughs) I think of. As do all of us who know what's good. Yeah. Um, This movie was pretty dumb. Although, boy, oh, boy, that house, the estate. Hi. I'll take it. I'll put somebody into a fucking conservatorship. <laughs> Damn. Okay, Jamie Spears. I'm just kidding. I won't do that. It was a um, nice house, though. It was a really, really nice house. Although I thought the kitchen was hideous. Yeah, me too. You'd think you'd have a gorgeous kitchen overlooking the ocean. Like, you know, like a, a really clean, like open. a big white, like, yes. yeah. Yeah. It was like weird old wood. And then like where you would normally just have pots hanging down. They had what looked like ancient cooking tools. It was like these huge <laughs> ladles that were like carved out of wood. And I was like, what are these? Who was using these? It's like they went to Greenfield Village and yeah! took off like yes! a bunch of the tools off the wall. What the fuck is this? <laughs> so oh. let's... Let's begin with how this movie opens, Bridget. What's going on? So we see a family, um, a young woman and her husband, and they're like four-year-old kid, three-year-old kid. Yeah. Probably two or three. Um, And they're getting ready for a day out. And they're in the car, and mom is driving, and the dad is on his phone, and she's giving him shit. And so to, like, really annoy him, she's like, I'm going to sing a song. And then sings what is not a song. And she goes like, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Like, this isn't a song. (laughs) You can rhythmically say it, but I've never, ever heard Humpty Dumpty in song form. 
Never. No. Now, never. Let me tell you a little anecdote from a book I just read by British comedian James A. Caster, in which, as a child in his music class, they had to turn a classic nursery rhyme into a song. <laughs> so what they did was they chose Humpty Dumpty and they start out like they're all like Humpty Dumpty had a great fall Humpty Dumpty like whatever like very dramatic <laughs> and then he just busts out and goes Humpty like everybody loved it <laughs> and like every class when they got like a reward his classmates would request that they got to perform Balala Humpty <laughs> It's so it really made me laugh uh, that this lady was trying to make it into a song, but it wasn't nearly as good as like no. a third grader. It was, and you can also just put the radio on. She was like, "Yes, like you have a nice car, put your radio on." Uh, her son drops his bear. Husband reaches back to try and get it. She looks back to supervise what's going on, and runs into a jeep head on, and. Her husband and son died. Yeah. They showed her swerving all over the road multiple times. And I was like, is her husband not going to react to this? Because I've driven in cars with many men in my life. And let me tell you something. If you do anything they don't think is okay, they will tell you. Oh, yeah. They will tell they you. So this man they was so do. invested in his email. He wasn't like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Why You're are swerving you swerving all over the place? Eyes on the road, mama. Jesus <laughs> fuck. I didn't understand how she was swerving before she even turned around. Now, here is what I thought was going to happen in this movie. I was kind of shocked it didn't. I thought... Duke, who she meets at the bar and is the bartender that helps her get to the bottom of this mystery that she gets involved Bobo in. Bobo David Harbour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He kind of looked like Jerry O'Connell's brother or something, too. Like, he had a okay. touch of touch of O'Connell and David Harbour, yes. But um, I thought that Duke was going to end up being the other, being the guy in the car that she hit. And, like, he also lost a son in that car accident. And that's why he's in town because he said too later on, he's like, I have my own reasons for staying mm-hmm. in town. And he changed his name. No idea. Got no backstory for any of that. Like, but I was oh, like, man, that would have been, that would have been a good fucking twist if he wasn't yes. on it. So anyways, Megan is in this mental institution for four years after the accident. Voluntarily. Voluntarily. Yeah. <laughs> What <laughs> voluntarily. So the doctor is like, I don't know if you're ready to get out. And Megan's like, well, I'm just, I keep being forced to be here and I'm not getting any better. And I need to get out because I have to help my brother take care of my parents' estate because her parents died, I guess. <laughs> and they have this massive estate. They're so rich. Oh my God, they're so The doctor rich. is like, they're so rich. <laughs> it's horrifying how much money they must have had. She, <laughs> the doctor says, when's the last time you even talked to your brother? Which is a crazy thing for like a psychiatrist to right. say to a right. patient. And she says, that's not relevant. You know, he's reclusive. 
what? Yeah, and and that fact is brought up like twice, but then never really touched on ever. No, it's very weird. Um, so then she's she's making it sound like she's been held there for four years because the doctors won't get out, and then the doctor's like, "Well, you're here voluntarily, so you can just up and leave yeah. whenever you want." To. No one's been asking you to stay. But then here. Megan's like, well, you're making a ton of money off of me being here, aren't you? You wouldn't want me to leave. Like, she is very paranoid about everybody's intention. Yes. Um, and then she's just out. She's got yeah. makeup on, she's got a cute outfit on. She's looking at the ocean. She calls There's her like brother. a fucking like, nice ass car that pulls up to like her car. Yes. She here? has no anxiety about driving. At all. After she killed her family in a car accident. Yeah. Wouldn't you be a little nervous about getting behind the wheel? Hell yeah. I mean, I'm I'm nervous behind the wheel every day when I drive. It's my least favorite thing to do ever. I hate driving. Yeah. So I thought she was going to have a lot of issues driving. Nope. She's fine. She's totally fine. So she, she rolls oh, up. Oh, she rolls up to their massive mansion i mean this is like a 15 20 million dollar home it's like overlooking it's up on this high cliff overlooking the ocean it goes on forever they somehow have like a little private beach section where there's a bench overlooking everything it's amazing it was huge huge Oh, I did want to say there is an alternate title to this movie called Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wish. No, it was just called The House on the Hill. So they were really trying to go for like. Yeah. Really, it doesn't have a lot to do with the house. Like. You know, I mean, I guess it does in the end, but I don't know. So anyway, I guess she rolls up to the house. She's calling Gary constantly on the phone. Send the brother a text for a second. Like, Jesus Christ, I need to call him every five minutes. Um, But she's calling her brother, Gary, 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 Gary. Where are you? You're supposed to be here, Gary. Gary, why are you answering the phone? Gary, I'm here. Gary, I'm unpacking. Gary, I just woke up from a nap. Gary, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) So crazy. It's so crazy. Oh, it is so crazy. Oh, something I wanted to mention that's never brought up. And it's one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in a movie in my life. Is when she gets to the house and is roaming around reminiscing oh, in her yeah, head. I know exactly what you're going to say. She walks into a room <laughs> and in a rocking chair <laughs> is a life-size Beethoven. Frog? Do I want to say doll? Figure <laughs> with a frog face? I thought it was a frog. Yeah, dressed as Beethoven. But it's huge. It's and it looks like a person. It's so terrifying. And in her memory, you hear her dad say, "It's a family heirloom. It's been in the family forever." And you never see it again. Through, no. like you, only, you see it for two <laughs> seconds. Your brain is like, what in the absolute fuck am I seeing right now? 
And then it's never brought up again. And the whole movie, you're like, what is it? Is someone going to be coming back? I thought, I thought whoever the bad guy was would be in that chair with the <gasps> wig on at some point, like oh, a psycho moment. My God. And that would have been terrifying. I mean, they need to make a movie entirely about that fucking thing. I was so confused it's about so where it came from and why and who was like this is gonna look great mm-hmm. you know this, so, this is completely off subject but speaking of terrifying things in movies did you watch possum i don't think so hmm. okay <laughs> it's really fucked up okay. it's really fucked up uh this guy makes this like puppet but it kind of comes to life but it's like a giant spider puppet it is so terrifying it's so terrifying and sometimes I think of it randomly and this movie made me randomly think of it because of the scary scary Beethoven frog doll oh my god I just looked it up and it is One of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. Yeah. Wait, well, can you share your screen? Because I actually kind of forget what it, I, I remember the legs and he has to fold it up and put it in his bag and like, oh, oh God, it's so scary. Um, I can't because you're in charge. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. You can look it up later. Okay, I will do that. So everyone I, look it up and be prepared to be horrified. And look up the fucking Beethoven doll from this movie. <laughs> I'm gonna huge. I'm gonna put that on Instagram because it's okay. important that everyone is prepared <laughs> for what this is. Actually, can you make a sticker of that somehow? Do you think? I will okay. figure out how that would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> so Gary's nowhere to be fine. Find <laughs> He's a nowhere to be found. I find people when they don't call me back. You know where to be found, Gary. (laughs) So she goes in the kitchen and finds a note on a pad of paper from a chick named Lisa to Gary. Hey, Gary, like, let's hang out later. Come visit me at the pit or wherever. I'm working the pit later. (laughs) (laughs) The pit. Come on over after my... Pit shift. <laughs> Sounds so gross. <laughs> what was oh, that phrase boy. from that one? Cheek leak? Is that what it is? Cheek leak. Yes. Oh, why is everything so gross all the time? <laughs> I don't know. It is so. It is so gross. So Megan's like, oh, Lisa, hey, nice job, Gary. I'm going to go head over to the pit and talk to Lisa and see where the fuck my brother is. (laughs) So she goes to the pit. What happens at the pit, Bridget? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, Lisa greets her and like gives her a menu and walks away. And then another waitress, the only person of color in this movie oh God, walks know. up and says, can I take your order? And she's like, um, I need a minute. Actually, can I order from Lisa? I'm like, what? You're refusing to order from this black woman? No. What is happening? I thought the exact same thing. I was, I was like, like, no, Ooh. I thought this might be a problem. Ooh. 
So Lisa comes over and she says, hey, we've got a, well, Megan says, we got a friend in common. JK, it's not my friend, it's my brother. Um, <laughs> you're seeing him, his name's Gary Burke. And the lady's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm married to Jimmy. <laughs> to Jimmy. <laughs> you guys all know Jimmy. Yeah. You know, um, big Jim. And so she's like, her level of panic. And also, instead of saying, is there another Lisa who works here? Yes. She just is like, oh, oh, God. And then gets up and just goes and leaves. It goes to the police it station. Goes to the police station. And that is like. No, no, I wouldn't use the word missing. I know what he said, missing. I was just wondering if you've seen him. And then the sheriff is like, do you have a picture of him? And Megan is just like, you're misunderstanding (laughs) what I'm saying right now. How dare you ask to see a picture of my brother that I'm asking you if you know. (laughs) yeah he's like i don't know this man can i see a picture and she's like no but you you do know him his name's gary burke gary gary burke you know him well like she's like (laughs) i mean he does say i knew your parents really well so she is like well then how the fuck could you not know my brother but she finally that's true she does know that he's a a recluse reclusive recluse (laughs) so (laughs) I mean, her shock at this whole scenario, and then the sheriff is just like, she is baffled by. But then she doesn't ask like a question that would answer everything. (laughs) Like she doesn't ask these very basic, obvious questions in like eight very important scenes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Megan, you're not good at this. No. She asks, okay, so if my brother's not been taking care of my parents' house, who has been? And he's like, oh, the Andersons. They live on Sycamore, the last house on the left. Uh-huh. I was like, they were really trying to like put a horror movie vibes in here. Yeah. So she goes to talk to the Andersons, the sweet old Andersons. And they said, Mrs. Anderson was like, oh, we've become close to your parents over the last few years. And I was like, no, oh, they're swingers. They're old swingers. <laughs> Old people swingers, tons of money. You know they're into some of that freaky, mm-hmm. like eyes wide shut shit. Ugh, yeah, you know. we bonded rich, over being empty nesters. Rich old sure white did, people. Karen. Ugh, gross, disgusting. <laughs> so they, of course, have no idea who she's talking about when she's like, "My brother Gary." They're like, "We, what are you talking about? You don't have a brother. We've never heard of your brother." Yeah, your brother are you confused? Isn't isn't real so she's like you know what anderson's you're coming with me you're coming back to my house and i'm gonna show you my brother is real but all of his stuff is gone from his room everything is gone none of his stuff is there his voicemail disconnected no voicemail anymore and so the andersons are concerned about her mental health at this point (laughs) Except not very much because she's like, I need you to just go. And they're like, all right, bye. <laughs> just Honestly, leave this distraught woman. I probably at this point in time, 
if someone was having a mental crisis and was like, just leave, I'd be like, yeah, peace out. Bye. Cause you know what? I don't have a lot of right now, like emotional spoons. availability. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. have a lot of spoons. So if someone is like, get out, I'm like, okay. <laughs> you, you text me if you need it. Yeah. Just let me know. You're okay. Thanks. Bye. So, so taking, oh, her taking her meds, of course, because it's a lifetime movie and you can't have a woman not taking medication. In this one, she takes right before she takes a pill, she holds it up and says, here's to sanity. What? I hated that. They need so to stop much. And then later on, when Duke finds her pills and he looks at them all fucking like judgy and shit, man. She was responsible for the car accident that killed her husband and son. She needs to be as drugged up as humanly possible for the rest of her life. I would need to be on like the highest dose of lithium and whatever else would just completely fucking numb me. Yeah. To my core. I cannot like- imagine. And to give this character such a horrid backstory. But she doesn't seem affected by it. No. Really. No. Later, not to jump ahead too much, but when she tells Duke about this, she just kind of like fondly smiles at the memory of her dead family. She doesn't talk about, like she doesn't express emotion. Like she doesn't cry about it. It's... Uh... I still cry when I talk about my friend's son who died like 15 years ago. Like, yeah, it is unfathomable that she would just be like, well, no, I was responsible for the accident. I I take responsibility for it. It's been tough. It's been a tough road. Like, what the fuck, bitch? And like, if... Part of her deal is that she no longer cries, maybe, because her medication is numbing her to everything. Fine, but she cries later when she's being interrogated by the police, because mm-hmm. that she does care about. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. She anyway. gets a phone call. The sounds of a car accident are playing in the background. Dun, dun, dun. That's mean. Somebody's, somebody's fucking with her. Mm-hmm. Someone's fucking with her, and she does not like it. This is when she goes to the bar. At 10 a.m. At 10 (laughs) a.m. And we meet Duke, our toothpick chewing bartender who reads French literature. He's deep, you guys. He's really deep. There's a lot of layers to Duke. (laughs) (laughs) She goes. She orders. I just want to say she orders an iced tea. Well, and she says, is it too early for a drink? I'll have a nice tea. It's never too early to have a nice tea. You (laughs) are allowed to order that at whatever time you want. It's basically like asking for a water, but he pours it into a glass with no ice. And it's like in a pitcher that's sitting on the counter. (laughs) I was like, she's not ordering lukewarm tea. That's disgusting. Ew. Ew. It really upset me that That's he just served room temperature tea. Yeah, and it's like a woman. country shitty bar. I mean, it actually looked like a pretty... I, I would want to go to that bar if it wasn't like a country bar because it was nice mm-hmm. and dark, kind of empty. Although, again, it was 10 a.m. There still were a good amount of patrons there. 
at 10 in the morning. Yeah. I must, I must say. I mean, three to four people is a lot at 10 a.m. At 10 a.m. In a small town. What is the town called? Like Skiff's Bluff or something? <laughs> something. I think it is like Skiffington's Bluff or <laughs> Skull Alley. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. <laughs> So while she's there talking to Duke, who's like very obviously flirting with her, she's asking, is this when she asks if he knows her brother? He says he of doesn't. Course, and yeah. then half my notes in this are like, goes here, asks if they know brother. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but she sees her brother in the mirror reflection and turns around and is like, Gary? Gary? And like, obviously Gary? he's not there. And this is never explained. No, I think it's just her head. I don't know. I mean, it has to be. She's either crazy or she's not crazy. She's either having hallucinations and paranoid delusions about this whole thing, or she's not. You can't have her see her dead, oh, spoiler alert, dead brother in the mirror. Sorry, guys. brother. Boy. (laughs) What a spoiler. Um. So again, we find out Gary is reclusive, doesn't like people. I am with you, Gary. Yeah. Oh, Bridget, I got to tell you too. um, We've messaged a bit about this, but this week I have encountered more anti-vax bullshit personally in my life than I have in this entire year and a half. And I... I mean, I need to find a therapist this week, but I uh, kind of don't want to live in the United States after my kids graduate from school. If this, thank you. If this is what uh, my quote unquote neighbors are mm-hmm. going to be like, I can't deal with this. So Gary, I also don't like people and I would like to to retreat to your giant seaside manor yeah, can we have a house? I mean, a room in your house. Oh, but also, man. you have a lot of money, Gary. Can we just have a house? Gary, just- <laughs> Ann and I have a house in Canada. <laughs> oh, please. I, you know what, though? I love Canada. But if I'm going to move somewhere, it needs to be somewhere warm. I'm moving somewhere warm, like where I can go in the water every day. I don't like warm things. I'll come visit you. you I'll move <laughs> to, like, Sweden and you can... We well, we were considering, like, what about fucking, like, Sweden or one of those places? They're not a very warm people there, but I don't give a fuck. I don't want to talk to anybody, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I know one person who lives in Sweden. Shout out to Sheila. Hi, and, Sheila. And uh, our, our she's Swedish the best. people nice? <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Drop us a comment. <laughs> no, I'm sure they're nice, but I just mean, like, over there, they don't have, like, the annoying American, like, over-friendliness. I, yeah. Get away from me. Get everyone away from me. I clearly cannot be out in public <laughs> at this point anymore because I will just start yelling at people yeah. about how they don't like their kids and are bad parents. Ooh. Well, it's been tough. The truth doesn't hurt unless you know, it should. Uh, right, exactly. And <laughs> I, I, like, I spent the last few days, every day contemplating, I feel like I should feel bad for saying the things I did, but I don't feel bad. Like I don't feel bad. 
if anything, I'm like, maybe me being so mean and nasty will have like, hopefully made the one dad who I was yelling at the entire time. Maybe it'll make him be like, I don't know. Maybe she's right. Like I do have kids who can't get vaccinated yet. Mm-hmm. And if one of them dies, I would feel like a dick. Yeah, no shit. Or if oh. I died, I would feel like a dick. Well, like, for sure. Then he would. Oh, sorry. Sorry to go off on a tangent. I just cannot. I can't stop. I can't stop. I can't stop. Well, <laughs> maybe he watched this movie and was like, that lady seems fine after accidentally killing her family. So I'd be fine if I. Oh, my God. He honestly was like, listen, I don't know anybody who's been like seriously affected by COVID. And I was like, it just, I'm like, just because you don't know somebody who's been seriously affected. I'm like, that's an extremely selfish stupid mm-hmm. small-minded viewpoint to have that if hundreds it of thousands me, people have died in our millions country. of people have well, died worldwide like, yeah and i'm just like that is the dumbest viewpoint to have like well if something didn't happen to me it doesn't exist it's not yeah. real yeah fucked get fucked get fucked mm-hmm. get like, absolutely fucked oh god sorry i'm okay <sighs> so <laughs> back at her house she continues to search for any sign of her brother and finds nothing Mm -hmm. but when she looks outside it's nighttime there is a person dressed in all black on her lawn staring Mm -hmm. at her and then she like does a lot of self-talk like you're just imagining it it's imaginary and then she looks out and he's gone so she thinks she is seeing things she goes to her parents' lawyer's office. And the lawyer's like, I knew your parents really well. Congrats on being the sole beneficiary. Yes, bitch, you are rolling in the dough. Your parents were loaded. She says, and I quote, your parents had substantial monies. What? That's when you know it's real, deal when they say monies. Monies. I've no, never heard anyone say that. Before. Oh no, that's a that's a term that rich people can throw around. Their monies. That's gross. Their various monies and accounts. Um not once does Megan during this entire time bring up her brother. Zero questions. And then when Duke later on, when she's recapping this meeting, when Duke says well, why didn't you bring up your brother? She says, well, she had ample time to bring it up. (laughs) And she didn't. What? (laughs) She didn't. It's just so strange. Like, if you are saying what you're saying, which is that these people are purposely avoiding talking about your brother or they're lying about him not existing, put them on the spot. Like, catch them in a lie. So then this lawyer, uh, all right, guys, (laughs) buckle up. It's all a big conspiracy with a bunch of people in town to get Megan committed. Mm -hmm. They killed the brother to get all the money. So you're telling me the estate lawyer, then she changed the will because certainly the parents wouldn't have left him out then. Right. right. So she changed this will. Bitch, you're going to jail. You can't do that. <laughs> As what a lawyer. breach of ethics. And I and guess like- I just don't understand. 
understand why they wouldn't if she's going to change the fucking will anyways why wouldn't she have done it while the daughter was still institutionalized and been like because our daughter is institutionalized we will be giving over full control of our estate to this person and this person do you know what i mean like yeah no it i it makes no sense that they wouldn't have done that but what there's no way that this ever makes sense and is like viable by anyone because if the lawyer changed the will it would have to be to like give possession of the estate to the city it doesn't mean that the sheriff and this lawyer and the she neighbors would, I know. can split the money. Are they all going to move into the house? I don't know. None of it makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. <sighs> um, and then we find out from Duke right now, he's, this is when he says he has his own reasons for staying in town. Mm-hmm. He's very kind of alu- he's had a lot of experience with attorneys. Yep. He also Is this ever them. touched on ever again? Is this ever brought up? Do we know anything about Duke's elusive past other well, we than We know he's his- never been able to secure a loan and definitely lawyers are the ones giving out loans. So. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> it makes hey, no Andrew, sense. I need a loan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. So they're at their bar or at his bar having a convo. She leaves and there's a rattlesnake in her car. And she immediately is like, someone is trying to kill me. (laughs) If I found a snake in my car, I would be like, fuck, a snake got in my car. Not, oh my God, someone is trying to kill me. Also, lock your fucking car, I guess. I mean... Yeah, how did anyone get get a snake? You can't get a snake in your car if you don't leave your doors unlocked, right? Not to I would think so. So she goes to get Duke, and he comes out, and the snake is gone. Now, Big Duke, the the snake was on the passenger seat. When she's yelling about it to Duke, she (laughs) says it's on the passenger seat. And then when she gets to the sheriff and he's being super hostile, she's like, so what? You don't even care that somebody tried to kill me with a snake on my driver's on seat? On my driver's seat? But nobody calls her on that. No, I know. And then when Duke comes to look, she was like, it was right there on the passenger seat. And he looks and he's like, well, I don't see anything. It's a fucking snake. Wouldn't it go under stuff? <laughs> it's probably under the fucking seat. Again, it is never brought up on how this snake is retrieved, removed. Like, how does she get her car back? <laughs> the sheriff also suggests that he gets phone calls from people all the time saying snakes got into their houses because the snakes see the air conditioned unit yeah. dripping. And a snake says to itself, if there's a hole coming out, I can go in. There's a hole. I got to get in. Yeah, like snakes are somehow maliciously breaking into people's homes. (laughs) There was a snake, uh, not like around super close around me, but around the Metro Detroit area recently. Somebody lost like a six foot snake. No. How do you do that? Danny asked me and I, I did say I was like, well, remember our neighbor when we lived in our older house, like 
he had a like a big snake. I would say maybe five feet big snake. And when it was really hot, he would bring her outside to lay in the sun. But she didn't move around. She just like chilled out in the grass. But I that's like literally the only way I could think of somebody's snake getting out is like, yeah, you're taking it outside and then you're not paying attention and your snake fucking gets away. I hate snakes, but I do think it's really cute that that guy took his snake outside to sunbathe. <laughs> yeah, he was really nice. And I walked over with the kids and I was like, hey, uh, we live across the street and I see you have a giant snake out in the yard. Can can we talk to you and your snake? And <laughs> he let us. <laughs> it was cool snakes are kind of neat one time i got super high we had friends um who had um a bunch of fucking reptiles like one time i went over to their house and i went in their bathroom and i was peeing and i just kind of like peered over into the bathtub which was in front of me and there was like a, a giant skink just like chilling in their bathtub and i was like what the fuck but one time I went over there and I got super high, super <laughs> high. And it was feeding night for their two boas. Ugh. And so they fed each of them a live rat, Ugh. a live rat. And the female boa instantly went for the rat and like the rat fought back. And it was this very intense battle of like, oh my God, the rat's alive fighting and the snake is alive and stupid. And oh, I hate this. So it was a little intense, but I was more interested in the boy because he, for an hour, just sat and watched this rat in his little tank, like watched him in his cage. Whoa. And I just, because I was high out of my mind. So I too sat for hours just <laughs> watching him watch this fucking rat. And I was like, oh, hell yes. And then the perfect moment came and he just... It was awesome. That honestly almost made me cry. Have I ever I told like you about it. my incredible idea for zoos where I feel like they need to have an adults only circle of life night? Mm-mm. You can pay big money for these tickets, but hey, you want to see us throw a fucking live goat into the lion enclosure? Mm-mm. Let's do it. Let's I can't watch a lot of nature stuff. I don't like to confront the realities of our world. Watching See, animals eat each other bums me out. I grew up watching like nature documentaries with my dad. Every Sunday night we would watch a nature documentary. So I feel like I'm just very, very like, okay with mm-hmm. animals being killed by other animals. It's just how it goes, you know? Yeah, I should be, but I can't. I, can't I mean, it, it is sad. It is sad. There was that one fucking thing. That David Attenborough thing where it just showed all those fucking walruses like climbing on this mountain, kind of not a mountain, but a big, a big craggly cliff. And then they would just fall off and die. And it was just a bunch of them. And I was just like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But it's because they didn't have enough room. Because water temperatures are rising, so there's not enough room on the rocks as there normally are. So they're like fighting to get like a fucking spot because every there's no oh, more. I hate everything. Sorry to bring the room down. I don't even remember how we got on this. I'm getting better right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Duke drags her out of the sheriff's office because the sheriff is being super hostile and they go take a walk on her property. Like that's where the bench is that Mm. they sit on. And so she finds out that his dad was in the Coast Guard and he's never been married. And we and, find out she hasn't been to the house since high school. Bitch, I would be at that house every fucking weekend. Sorry. Yeah, what? Like, where was she going? She just left? I don't know. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that no, really that's okay. She, <laughs> he asks her if she's ever been married, and she says, You don't want to know, which is not how you preface. I had a horrible, tragic thing happen right. in my life. Right. Like maybe it's really hard for me to talk about. Sorry. (laughs) So she tells him about her family and how she accidentally killed them. And he's like, it's not your fault. And she's like, oh, it is. Oh, I'm fine with it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I take the blame and I know how to process my guilt, apparently, which is to just not have any. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So somehow there's a lot of weird cuts in this movie um, and the sharpest ones happen in the next two. So they cut to them on the sofa where she has fallen asleep. Like they've got in the house. It's nighttime. And he gets up to use the bathroom. Well, not to use the bathroom, to splash water on his face like we always do. Right. I always do that. And then he sees her medication and he looks at them like, whoa, boy, this is a big deal. And it's probably like, Xanax. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's probably a norm. I mean, any medication that helps you with your mental health is normal. If that but is he, the only medication you need to take after the shit you've been through, bitch. She has one pill. <coughs> I don't understand. <laughs> then he walks out and looks at her seat, sleeping, not seeing anything because she's sleeping. And he's like, <sighs> like this huge sigh. And then sharp cut to there in the car. And she's awake. And she's like, where are you taking me? And he said, yes. well, I can't tell you. Where are they going? It's so What's exciting. Happening? What's going on? They're going to the high school. They're breaking mm-hmm. into the high school. He lockpicks, says, I wasn't always a bartender. bartender. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> I wasn't always a French literature reader. I also dabbled in some light petty crime. <laughs> so they break into the high school. We still have no idea why. Mm-mm. They go to the library and he's like, the yearbooks. We'll find your brother is real in the yearbooks. So she finds a picture of her brother in the yearbooks and is like, yes, motherfucker. Yes. And then she goes to the sheriff's office and like, slams down the yearbook and is like he exists and I wrote down exactly what the sheriff said (laughs) I never said he did (laughs) it I never said he didn't exist no one has ever said your brother doesn't exist just that we don't fucking know him yeah we don't know him no one is (laughs) saying your brother's not real no one is and also to clear every sign of that guy out of his parents house after she has come home because she's seen all of his stuff around when she first comes to the house do you know how long it would take that house is like ten thousand square feet oh my god 
It's at least huge. At least. So it's just crazy that the yearbook they would have to break into a high school for it, but whatever. It's dumb. It's dumb. Oh, and she tells the sheriff he'll be sorry. Mm-hmm. He'll be. You shouldn't say that to a law enforcement officer. That's a as threat. Much, as much as on cops are bastards, you just shouldn't say that to the sheriff, especially. <laughs> like he's the They're one. They're not gonna look kind. Don't say down. that. So she's flipping through the yearbook and she's like, oh, this old teacher, uh, she still lives at the same address. I'm going to go talk to her. Duke, you better not come along. And Duke is like, mm, are you sure? You better tell me every fucking thing that she fucking says. Like, he's really invested yeah. in what. But it's also like, if you're, you think everyone is trying to act like your brother doesn't exist. You know what you want? Is someone with you every single time? A witness. A witness, a witness to, to say, somebody. Yes. No, this, this lady said. <laughs> so she goes by herself to Miss Snow's house. And this actress is, I recognized her. Her name is Mariette Hartley. Is I that th- her? I thought it was Mariel Hemingway, maybe. Uh, the oh, lady yeah, who she did does the- kind of look like her. But I must have recognized this lady from Encino, man, because I went through her entire (laughs) filmography and I was like, I mean, she's been on like every show ever. You know, she has like a bit on like a long guest spot on every and everything. But I honestly was like, I think I only know her from Encino, man, really. I thought she looked familiar, but that's hilarious. So she's like, oh, Miss Snow, do you remember my brother? Blah, blah, blah. She says, yeah, I remember your brother. Oh, from high school? No, no. Not, not I mean, maybe. School. <laughs> maybe. He might have been in one of my classes. I'm old as fuck. I don't remember who was in my room. Um, No, from a few days ago. I just saw him like a few days ago. She says, I see him every day when he goes over to, hey, why don't you tell me what this is all about? And then she's like, thanks, Mrs. Snow, and leaves. And leaves. Doesn't find out where her brother goes every day. (laughs) When he goes over to where you need that information. Every day. You go there and you say, hey, has my brother been in here? I heard he comes here every day. Has my brother been in here? (laughs) (laughs) I said, in. (laughs) My brother been in here? (laughs) Where my brother? (laughs) <laughs> so like the second she leaves the <laughs> someone knocks on mrs snow's door again and she's like oh, oh she me. must have forgotten something <laughs> and she goes to the door and we don't see who it is but she's like oh no please <sighs> and then she dies yeah somebody comes in closes the door kills her dead 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 so she tells duke what happened at this meeting and Duke is like, mm-hmm. well, don't go to the sheriff. Cause we don't know what his fucking game is. Like we don't trust the sheriff. Don't go tell the sheriff. We don't yeah, want I thought that made sense, but they kind of tried to make it seem sinister. Like he was like, no, 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 we are not mm-hmm. going to tell the sheriff about it. She goes home and the sheriff is waiting for her at her house because they found the body of miss snow. The neighbor found it. She saw that there was a young woman who ran out of Miss Snow's house. And since she doesn't have much visitor, she took note and she wrote down the license plate of the car the, the girl drove away in. Mm-hmm. 
and then went over to check on Miss Snow to make sure everything was just going okay and everything was all right and yeah. found her body. What? Are you joking? You I wouldn't... mean, he must have made that up, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just made that whole thing up. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, um... <laughs> why didn't Megan, like ask to record that conversation with mrs snow or like can you write down that you've seen my brother i mean i guess that would have made her look weird but at least then she would have it it's oh so I, stupid mrs snow also had a wreath on her front door that was just giant pine <laughs> cones and nothing else and it just looked like a dookie wreath and i it, hated I it i thought it looked like a dookie wreath <laughs> I hated it so much. Put a bow on it, some ribbon or something. Some fucking hot glue, some snowmen or something to it. I know it just looks like upset me. Poo poo, a doo poo poo (laughs) wreath. Being interviewed by the sheriff, she kind of just tells him everything going on, and he's like, "Oh." Well, you've been hanging around this Duke guy. Did he go with you to Miss Snow's house? I bet you don't even know his real name, do you? It's John Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're all supposed to know what the fuck that means. Cool. And then he comes to her house that night because he's been calling her and he can't get in touch with her. And she's like, what's your real name? And he goes, John Kavanaugh. <laughs> She's like, oh my god! What like, do you think Duke hug. was my fucking <laughs> real name? Jesus. What do you think my parents hated me? <laughs> so she's like, great, I can trust you. <laughs> so they get all set up. They're sitting outside by the pool. They've got blankets on their laps, and then she turns to him. This must have taken at least ten minutes to get themselves situated. She turns to him and says. By the way, I couldn't answer my phone because I was being interrogated by the police all day long. And he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, they think they think I killed Mrs. Snow because I was the last one seen with her. And he's like, I don't understand. (laughs) Why don't you understand? (laughs) It's so clear what she's saying. (laughs) But then she goes, I think the sheriff killed my brother. And literally everyone in town is in on it. Yeah. And they're lying to me about it. And, he's and like, they're going to try and commit me against my will and steal all my money. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, free Britney. <laughs> Seriously, though. <sighs> she invites Duke to stay over. I assume they bang it out. Mm-hmm. There's apparently been sexual tension, but this actress was not that good so i didn't pick up they kissed after they stole the yearbook oh yeah that's right um and he's like he's good at conveying that he's interested in her but she's like a yeah hard to read and maybe that was a choice maybe she was like she's too drugged up to have emotions i'm being generous today excuse me that's what i think so they're in bed. Megan wakes up because she hears a noise and she goes to check it out. And she checks, she just like walks down the stairs and opens the front door. It's a really long scene for nothing. 
if you're checking if someone's in your house, I don't think the first thing you would do is open the door. No. You might check to see if it's locked or busted. Or open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, you wouldn't just. No, I would go look in like the nooks and crannies and the rooms and the closets. Yeah. With a big knife. She doesn't do any of that. No, she doesn't. She closes the door. She turns around and Duke is right behind her. Mm-hmm. Look, is so sleepy. Yeah, he's like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just go back to bed? I'm very tired. I'm a big sleepy boy named Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a big puppy. <gasps> Dookie. No. Dookie Reef. <laughs> I'm just trying to draw some connection. <laughs> I just want to call him Big Duke all the time, right? Like, I mean, he was a huge, tall guy. He must be like a big and tall model. Big Duke. But although Duke, honestly, when I hear Duke, I think of the dog from the Beans commercial. The bushes. Roll that beautiful bean. <laughs> yeah, that's who I think of is Duke. That's fair. That phrase is never... As far from my thoughts as I would like it to be. No, same, same. I think about it all the time. And really, you could say it in so many situations, and it's so funny. And yeah, it's it'll best. always it, it'll always be a winner, Bridget. Like that, oh. you can't lose with roll that beautiful bean footage. It's true. You just There's can't. some commercials that never die, and that one and your son Rip is on your line too. <laughs> Rip is online too, and IDK might be at that joke. <laughs> so <laughs> she wakes up in the morning and Duke is gone and she goes to the pub to see it's him. An empty Dukeless bed. <laughs> <laughs> There's a woman behind the bar and oh, she's yeah. like, "Hey, is Duke here? It's important." Yeah, also, like don't be too fucking needy. He obviously left your house cuz he didn't want to hang out with you. Let's go right to where he fucking works. Yow. Like, don't even give him a call or a text. Yow. Um, the lady says he's not here, but if you see him, tell him he's fired because he missed his shift. I fucking he missed love one it. shift. I love this lady. This lady was so fucking funny. She, she said uh, there were like five times where she was just like, Oh, I thought you said you were friends with him. <laughs> But you don't know this thing about him. Oh, you I thought you know. were thought you were close. Hmm. <laughs> we'll see. She doesn't know that he's been trying to buy the bar from this lady, but he's never been able to secure a loan. And she also doesn't know. She asks her his house is, and the lady's like, house. <laughs> <laughs> like she loses her mind. And she's she like, does not friends. And we find out it's because he lives in like a pop-up RV on the beach. Which honestly, <laughs> that's what I would fucking do if I was single. Honestly, I would I get said that. It's actually cute- pretty cute. It is. It's like a cute little yellow and white airstream. Like it's adorable. I love it. And he's yeah. on the fucking beach, just chilling and working in a bar. I mean, isn't that what we all want? It's a pretty good life. Pretty good. So she gets out of her car in front of his little home and the truck that he's driven her around in multiple times is not there, but she just starts shouting for him. Duke? He's obviously not home. Duke. 
Um, she just goes inside. Mm-hmm. Insane. Yes. She finds his laptop opened <laughs> to her parents' obituary. An Article? I don't know, like her her brother's website or something. I don't know it's what it's just it's like a bio. It says Gary Burke, and then it is like the longest thing. And then there's a thing about her doctor at the mental hospital. Yeah. And oh. she's like, oh my God. Oh, Duke. No, no. <laughs> and then she goes in the bathroom and finds Gary's dead body just <sighs> chilling out next to the toilet. How did she not smell that? That is a very small space to have a rotting corpse in. It is true, but if it was just put there, though, still, but still, that's a rotting corpse. Yeah, where was that hidden this whole fucking time? I mean, I guess he's got connections, but yeah. So (laughs) she calls nine one one, and is like, "Oh fuck." Uh, I'm at, <laughs> I'm at Duke's trailer. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what she said. She's like, I mean, John Cavanaugh. Uh, he's gonna. I think he might kill me. Okay, bye. He's here. My dead brother's in the bathroom. Yikes! Things are bad. <laughs> bye. <laughs> so he pulls up. He's trying to come in the house. She has scissors or something, uh, something sharp. I wasn't sure sharp. what it was. But then you know, when we got a close up of her later, it looked like a very dull thing that would hurt i don't think it could puncture anybody no. it didn't look sharp um she does try to stab him and he's like what the hell way <laughs> 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 reacting i mean i get it um and she's like you killed my brother and he's like you're not well <laughs> yeah and he's like i had to find out about you and your brother and your family i had to find everything out yeah, he's like, I had to make sure. Make sure of what? That she wasn't crazy? And how Reading about it? her family doesn't prove anything. Yeah. So the sheriff pulls up. The sheriff is like, I believe you didn't do anything, Duke. And then shoots Duke. <laughs> Why would he do that? I don't know. Just keep pretending that Duke did it. That's why you put the body in there. I know. It doesn't know. make any sense. Yeah, I know. So he did. And then he delivers a line where he's yelling at Megan about how <laughs> shitty her parents were. <laughs> like they were so rich, but didn't help with their money. And he was like, your parents were filthy rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way he delivered that line made me laugh so hard. It was like, yeah, mother sucks cocks in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, now he's possessed? What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, my God. Demi, why you do this? (laughs) Demi, why you do this? (laughs) Megan shoots the sheriff. But not the deputy. I imagine there would be a lot of questions. Uh, We find out before she shoots him. She was right. (laughs) It was an entire conspiracy. With all those people. To get her parents estate. Mm -hmm. Again, how are you going to do that? 
yeah, that part is not explained at all. He, so he's like about to shoot Megan and she like karate chops his arm. So he drops the gun and Duke punches the back of his knees. So he falls down. She picks up the gun and the sheriff is like, you never shot a gun in your life. You You don't know her. You don't even know what you're holding right now. She shoots him right in the heart. Um, Cut to her having moved Duke inside of his little home. And she's like dabbing a bullet wound with a <laughs> tissue. Like a cotton ball. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, so do you need a new, an investor? Because I have a lot of money and you need a better place to, to heal up. You're going to give him a bunch of money and have him move into your house. You know, this guy for a week. And you don't know why he goes by Duke instead of John. And you don't know why he has so much experience with attorneys. And you don't know his personal reasons for sticking around town. There's a lot you don't know about this guy. She's all in. And like, why? Why did the sheriff hate him to where he's pinning a fucking murder on this guy? You know what I mean? Like, well, the sheriff said it was his fault that she was so resilient. (laughs) Because she had emotional support. (laughs) We thought you all would just crumble immediately. But instead, this guy. So yeah, they end up like in just great happiness together. They haven't called an ambulance. They haven't called more police to be like, hey, the sheriff tried to kill us. There's nothing. They didn't do anything. I mean, like at this point, you have a dead sheriff and then these two people are going to say, like, how is this going to work out for you? (laughs) Yeah, they're going to say like, oh, we called, but. Oh, my God, it is like so windy and rainy outside right now. (laughs) And just looked to her right or left. My right. And it looked so surprised. I thought like. There was a, a man was in her room that she's not married to. She was shocked. I would be more mad about that than shocked. <laughs> like, Get out. <laughs> like beast. Get out. <laughs> I told you never to come here. Yeah. So <sighs> I just feel like there'd be a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. It's hard to uh, have two people there with a dead sheriff and then being like, well, he was trying to steal my parents' estate. So we had to kill him. (laughs) And he has a bunch of co-conspirators who could just say, no, they just killed the sheriff. And the fact that we waited several hours to call anyone is not going to help your case. God damn. It is crazy outside. Oh, I'm jealous. We're going to have above 100 for several days again this week i'm so sorry see this climate change is fucking real when you moved there they were like you'll need your ac like two days a year yeah they laughed at us when we asked if we had air conditioning and like no houses here for sale maybe like 10 percent have central air that is the dumbest thing i've ever heard yeah and now it's like 100 degrees every fucking day yeah for like five days cool. uh, well anyways that was the movie it was really fucking stupid uh, excuse me <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Okay, I'm not reacting to your burp. I am reacting to the fact that on my end, it froze, but had one snippet of you saying something. So it's just like, <laughs> and I get so scared. <laughs> when I was driving in my car the other day, there was a Jackson Brown song on the radio, but something was happening at the radio station where it was like, it kept glitching and it was like, and I didn't turn it off the entire time because I was like, oh, this remix is good. (laughs) It just was so weird sounding that I was like, I don't want to change the channel because I'm afraid this is going to happen on every station. And I, I don't want to know this is the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I'll just listen to this and pretend that they're just glitching out. They were, it was fine. Oh my God. It was really funny. funny. It was funny. So this movie was dumb and I don't, think you should be a cop and I don't think you should be a cop that kills a bunch of innocent people including a sweet old school teacher yes for what reason yeah he says he's killed multiple people it's easy to prove a person existed do you know what I mean like you're what is he trying to do prove that this guy didn't exist like there are birth yeah. records and social security numbers, you idiot. Like you can go to the county clerk or whatever and be like, I need a copy of my brother's birth certificate. That's the $10. first thing she should have done. It's just so dumb. It was so dumb. I'm concerned about what's going on right now. Oh no. It is so windy. Is it raining or is it just windy? No, it's raining and it is really windy. I kind of want to go outside for a minute. Right, oh my, don't get blown oh away. Covered porch, of course. All right. Well, we'll be next. We'll be back next week with another episode. We will. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Take it easy. Don't Bye. be a fucking psycho. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>